0: When I started to personally develop and I had my, like, my first awakening period, things just started to come to me where I said, you know, there's, a, there's an abundance out here and there's something I could do more with. And then every single time I would find somebody right at my level, or right at the level that I wanted to get to at that point, and I would say, okay, this is what I need to do to get to that level. And I didn't have no problem asking somebody. Like, if you were doing better than me, I was, the, I was never a hater. Right. I would ask you a million questions until you told me, yo, stop talking to me. You <laughs> see but what you, I'm saying? You said something about an awakening period, what's right. that? Man, awakening period is just when you just, it usually happens when you're going through something uh, during a low time or a depression or something like that, where you just know it has got to be something different for you. And you just know the way you've been going is not going to get you where you want to go. So I had my first awakening period, uh, I would say around age 21, 22, uh, around that time, and my life was just up and down. And I literally just sat down and said, you know, your life is up and down, not because life's up and down, because you're up and down, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like I was halfway in, halfway out with a lot of stuff and I was getting halfway in, halfway out results in life, you know, and I was trying to blame everything and I just had to have a period of awakening and saying, you know what, good or bad, whatever's happened to in my life, I take responsibility. And that was the first and one of the most biggest things that happened for me and then that led me to my first book which was the power of now. That's the first book I ever read in my life at really? age 23. How old were you? I'm tw- holding right? my. You were 23. That's my first book I ever read in my life at 23. And through high school, I was very intuitive, so I could read a little bit of a book, read the back, do a book report or something like that. But I never really read a whole book and really got into it on my free will. So that was my first book I ever read, and it just talked about the presence of just being, um, the importance of just being present, um, and understanding the current moment for what it is. So I, at one time, I was like, you know what? I'm broke. I done did some dirt. I have been up and down, I have nothing, and I am perfectly okay with that.
1: Yo, but nah, cause some people would say, yo, you gotta do the affirmations. Even if you're
0: broke, you're supposed to say, I'm not broke, or I'm rich, I'm wealthy. No, 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 you, you, need, to, you need to accept the fact that you're broke first. Right. But then there is a power in um, still walking and thinking in abundance, and that's something I always did as well is, I knew I had skills. I knew there was a certain power in me, a divine power in me that I had to think and move with. But you do got to accept your current position. That's not be oblivious that you broke down. You can't be running around signing and, and you can't just be doing affirmations and not doing no work. You can't be praying and expecting a, a blessing without doing no work. So there's a there's there's different ways that that works. You know, you broke. You can think in abundance. Be broke. Do the work. Think in abundance. Be broke, do the work, think in abundance. Mm. Make a little money, do the work, think in abundance. Make a little more money, Thinking abundance, do the work, making the abundance. Start making a lot of money, do the work, think in abundance. Have abundance, keep doing the work, think in abundance. Boom, that's how it works. But you gotta accept you're broke for first. Mm. You gotta accept that you done, you gotta accept responsibility. Man. No no blame game.
1: And you know what's interesting too, cause when you first came, came in, mm. like you a seven figure guy, you running seven figure businesses. But I could sense that, like, you're frustrated with that. You're like, yo, like, where's the nine figures at? Like, <laughs> like it, it, it's crazy. So, like, your formula is actually me seeing you live it. you like, your level of broke might be seven figures because right. you're seeing nine-figure people. You're right. about to do the work. Right. You're still
0: thinking in abundance in right. terms of that 100. Exactly. That's crazy. And, and just from an income perspective, once you, wherever you are, whatever you get your result from in in, in making money. You know, if you get a result doing things a certain way and you get to a level of income that you are satisfied with, or you feel like, oh, I'm I'm making this amount of money, do know that to get to the next level, it's gonna be the same things that you did, Um, but it's gonna have to be done a little differently. But it's gonna be like the same base of disciplines and principles that you did. What happens with a lot of people is they'll get to a certain income level doing things a certain way, and they'll try to do things a different way, and try to you know, you know maybe do some things that didn't even get them there, and then that's where it starts to come back down. But you have to keep the same disciplines and keep the same principles, and just understand how business works from then on out. Um, my frustrations—I don't have frustrations, so to speak, with nine figures. I just know it's possible now. Once you make. the hardest thing to do about making money is to believe that you can make a certain amount of money. Once you believe and you put the necessary steps in place, then it's all about doing more of what got got you there. Um, But once you start to get to these higher levels of income, um, your peace of mind and your principles and your discipline are going to have to carry you more than you just hitting the floor and running, you know what I'm saying, and grinding and pushing. But you know, starting out, you really gotta grind, you really gotta push, you gotta be a one-man band or a one-woman band, and you have to start to take those levels of business understand where you are, who you need to connect with, who you need to hire, who you need to be involved with, who you need to network with, very touchy subject there, don't network with everybody, mm-hmm. but who you need to network with, the right people, um, to help you get to the next level and make sure that everything is beneficial for everybody. You know, yeah. You ever heard that quote? Help enough people get what they want and you'll get what you want. So understart thinking in that mindset.
1: So I think, you know, there's a lot of people that, you know, claim to be leaders, but nobody's following facts.
2: Are they a good leader? No. Now, it doesn't mean they're not. A, we need to make this distinction, too, Chance. There's there's. I don't want people to, like, confuse being a good leader or being a good person. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, so. But to answer your question, frankly. Nah, here's this, This I heard this one guy say it this way. A leader with no followers is just somebody taking a walk. <laughs> 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 that's, that's all you are. That's you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And here's the thing, bro. Leadership is going to be attributed to two primary things. Okay. Who you are and what you do. Who you are and what you do. Who you are and what you do. Explain that. So, character competence. This is what I mean. You, if leadership is influence, you will have influence with people if you're good at something. Mm. Got me? Yeah. So you're good at podcasting. Yes. Does that make sense? And as a result of that, people get on your challenges. People are part of your mastermind and they give you the gift of influence. You can't take that. Yeah. They get, they let you influence them. Yeah. They pay you. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. To influence them because they see, yo, this guy, has a degree of mastery and skill at doing something. I think that's, that's, a, that's a huge mistake when it comes to a lot of people in leadership. And that is they don't understand the importance of really getting good at something.
1: Yes, that's, yo, that makes sense. You have to be good at something. You gotta be good at something. And so people do call themselves a leader because they just feel that they're a leader. But the only way to show if you're a leader or a good leader, because everybody's a leader, a good leader is whether people are following your excellence at something. 100%.
2: So what you do, got to be good at something. And then who you are, who you are as a person. So here's the thing. You being good at something is something I can see from a distance. That will make me want to come to you. Who you are as a person is going to determine whether or not I want to stay with you. (sighs) See the difference there? Well, I never looked at this like this. 100%. Because here's the thing. If you draw good people, and I think everybody, anybody that's listening to this, you've heard me say this several times. It's my mantra, bro. You don't go as far as your dream. You go as far as your team. This is why I believe most entrepreneurs are stuck because they're solopreneurs and they're not entrepreneurs. So they got a solopreneur mindset. And so they're doing the work of 10 people. When if, if you got a leadership or CEO mindset, you put 10 people to work. So it's two it's different. But yo, to get good people you gotta be good with people, cause good people have options. Mm-hmm. Do you hear what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, say it one more time <laughs> for the people in the back. Yeah, cause I needed to. I needed yeah. to simmer in my brain. Yeah, one so, more time. So we all want good people, right, yes, sir? We all want good. So, whatever they're doing for us, we want good people. If we want to get and keep good people, we've got to be good with and good to people, That's right. cause good people have options. They got options. Because all leaders are looking for good people. Everybody's looking for good people. And when, and when you got help that's really, really good, you need to know somebody besides you want them. <laughs> <laughs> and at some point, this, this is important, bro. And at some point, you got to realize and recognize that, yo, I got to give them more than a check. Yeah. If I want them to be loyal to me, and watch this to go the extra mile for me. Yeah. Because it's one thing for them to show up and bring their gift to a job. It's another thing when they bring their heart.
1: That's a fact.
2: You feel me? So we did the um, the the episode with the, the panel, the emotional intelligence and entrepreneurship. So that was my first time I had heard of Joe. Because mm. you and Donnie talk about Joe. All right. All right. So Joe. Famous. Flaming him sometimes. Joe. Joe famous. Right? I love you, Joe. <laughs> Yeah, y'all be flaming. (laughs) I'm like, Joe's like an abusive.
1: (laughs) Yo, I get it. I know what's going on. Your business was rocking, but now you're falling behind. Teams buried in manual work, taking forever to close the books. Getting one source of truth is like pulling teeth. If this is you, you should know these three numbers 37,0251. 37,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and much, much more. 25. NetSuite turned 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One. Because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all your KPIs or key performance indicators. In one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow all in one place. Listen, there's power in having organization in your business, having all the information in one place. With disorganization comes poverty. Trust me, this is an unprecedented offer by NetSuite. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance. Absolutely free at netsuite.com slash social proof. That's netsuite.com slash social proof to get your own KPI checklist. Netsuite.com slash social proof. Look, black representation in media means the world to me. I remember watching Arsenio Hall and Montel Williams and Oprah Winfrey. I remember seeing these black voices and I thought, you know what? I want to control a room like that. The next generation, however, of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, Resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama, the reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Listen, black representation is important. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story, Without us, listen now to Black Stories Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts.
2: <laughs> but I saw Joe working bro mm-hmm. and I said to one of my friends that I brought with me, uh, one of my friends of marriage coach his name is Don Johnson, I say, buddy, bring, it's hard to work." Yeah uh, Ah yeah. it's different when, when they harden it, you know For what sure. I mean? 100%. And I think all of us. In life and in business, we want people to bring their heart to work. Yeah. So, man, how good you are at something, that get that gets people to you. But how good you are with people and to people, that determines man if they stay with you.
3: I love to tell the community about detoxing. When you take the course, before we get into actual food, the first week of the course is about <coughs> understanding why you're connected to certain foods, yeah. right? So a lot of people find when they're detoxing, a lot of those emotions come up where they feel irritable, they feel agitated, How's that? right? So we can no longer use the foods like carbs to suppress those emotions so now they're coming up. You're not just detoxing the body, you're detoxing the mind and the spirit as well. Carbs suppress emotion? Carbs have an effect on your emotions? Right. So we talk all about different types of food so let's talk about cravings for a moment you have sweet cravings what does that mean my thing is the body is always talking to you so if you're a person that's constantly craving sweets that's tied to emotional trauma emotional trauma around depression emotional trauma around abandonment wounds attachment wounds self-nurturing wounds from
1: sweet cravings
3: correct so what does that do when you eat sweets it causes a dopamine response in the brain so if you're feeling down the first thing you do is eat sweets right you crave that Uh and it makes it gives you that that pick me up, right? So usually when a person is craving these things, over time, they have learned to use this cravings to satisfy an emotional need. Wow. And we learn these things through childhood, through television, but once you taste it, it's a whole nother thing because now you have that dopamine response and you're like, oh, I love it. So now when you have a rough day or a tough day, first thing you do is go into the vending machine and getting some... X, Y, Z, whatever it may be. Crunchy cravings. That's the sign of a person that has dealt with a lot of stress. So chewing on something crunchy releases tension in the muscles. So oh, now you wow. have a relief. Correct. So we help people to understand why they're eating it. Not just saying, oh, you you should not be eating this. I know people look at us on Instagram and it's like, you know, this, this, and this is why you shouldn't eat this. But once you actually become a student, you're like, okay, I understand why I'm eating it. Mm. I said that I was in a psychiatric ward. Throughout my childhood, I experienced a lot of things and throughout childhood, I used to eat bread every single day, ball it up and eat it. I used to get in trouble for doing that. Me too. That was a sign of depression. What? That was a sign of depression. And because we are not- I thought I just love not, bread.
1: Yeah, I, th- <laughs> I would like, you ball it up and it just makes it like a dough, it's like pizza bread kind of, you're like, ah, I'm eating pizza. But guess what?
3: That, feeling of crunching down on it, eating it relieves the stress in the body. So it's a soothing mechanism. We have found unhealthy ways of soothing ourselves emotionally. Mm. And that's what's leading to this cycle of generational diseases, as we like to say.
1: Got it. Why do I love pasta so much?
3: Same thing. So if it's creamy pasta, it's issues around nurturing. Right, so like Alfredo's, you know, maybe you wasn't breastfed as a child, or maybe you dealt with some abandoned wounds from mom or dad, um, or somebody that was um a caregiver in your life.
1: You know what's crazy? What's crazy? Like I anything I eat, it gotta have sauce on it. Mm. I love sauce. Yo, what's up with all the laugh? I feel judged. Yo, Joe is judging me like crazy right now. Um so, and I do, I do have um, I don't know if it's emotional or abandonment issue. It's not abandonment issues, but I am an emotional suppressor. Mm. I suppress my emotions mm. to the point where I don't think I have them. Mm. I, as I get older, I'm thinking maybe they're there somewhere. I just mm-hmm. don't acknowledge them as much.
3: Mm-hmm. There's but, a lot of students. But you're that you're, have you're, that. you're
1: thinking we could tie that to.
3: Of course, I can I can come to your house. I, I don't even have to talk to you. If I came to your house right now and I say, open your refrigerator, open your cabinets, and I look at the type of food that you have, I can analyze what you probably went through as a child. Wow. Correct, right, and that's one way that, uh, it, like we say in the conscious community, emotional intelligence. And that's not just about being conscious. I think every parent should know that because most of our children cannot articulate what they're feeling correctly. So back to the story of me eating bread every day. I was depressed because my mom and dad was going through a divorce that they didn't explain to me. I, I witnessed a lot of domestic violence, right, in my childhood. And I couldn't articulate that that bothered me. And as I became an adult, I still dealt with those things. I suppressed those things, I had more experiences and it compounded on each other than I ended up in the psychiatric ward in 2003. So if my mom would have known that, hey, this craving could be tied to an emotional instability, we could have got help then. Or they could have talked to me or maybe I would have got counseling. That's what I do with my children. When I notice they have a week where they're eating a lot of potato chips or asking for potato chips, I'm like, okay, what are you stressed out about? And I try my best to bring it down to their level to get them to tell me what's going on, extract that information from them. My um, youngest daughter, well, not now I have another youngest daughter, but my second oldest, she had a, How old uh, is she? Uh, she's five, Okay. when she was four, she had a period where she would just want waffles all day, every day, and I'm like, what is going on? So I started doing some therapeutic work with her and I started talking to her, and to find out, she said, you know what? I am the youngest at the time daughter and I feel like I'm not being heard. She always had to shout what she needed. She always felt like, hey, I gotta fight for my spot in the family. And I found that out just by noticing she loved to eat pancakes and waffles for like a week straight, she would just eat that. And I mm. started a conversation with her and it came to find out that was what she was dealing with. So now I can properly help her manage those emotions and not continue to use the food to suppress them.
1: God, Hold on, you let your kids eat waffles
3: and chips and stuff? Well, you know, I try not to be the food police, right? So, you know, birthday parties and things like that, they do have opportunity to eat as long as it's vegan.
1: Oh, gotcha. as long as it's vegan. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. How old are your kids?
3: I have a 10-year-old, an 8-year-old, 5, 3, and 9 months.
1: Oh, gotcha. Hey, that 10-year-old when they go to school now, Hey,
3: and, and that's one of the things that we've we've done. We've taken them out of the school system. Oh, really? Yes. I was about to
1: say because they friend definitely got some cookies or something for them.
3: That yes, that happens, and they they're inching to get in there. So we're we're working out ways to like balance that because I don't want them to ever feel like you know they were sheltered from certain things or held back from certain things. So that's not good either. Yeah. So I try to do my best to allow them to explore, but make sure that they understand who they are. Right, my children will be the one, we stop getting invited to, like you know, outings with our family because when we would go to non vegan restaurants, my children would be like, You know, this leads to high blood pressure. You know, mm. you shouldn't be eating that, grandma. Right, so they stop inviting us, they don't even invite us anymore. I'm like, Okay, I saw y'all went here. Why y'all didn't invite us? Because we don't got time for your children to be telling us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we do our best to indoctrinate our children with, with this mindset.
1: Man, I think that might have went over some people's heads. You said I was just being myself.
4: I was just being myself. Which Keep-
1: being myself, I think, is one of the hardest things. I was just telling somebody in the uh, in the lobby, being yourself is one of the hardest things to do when you got so much stuff to look at.
4: It's only hard when you don't know who you are.
1: Mm. <laughs>
0: It's only hard
4: if you don't know who you are. You have to find who you are. And then some, I'm still learning that. Every year I evolve. I'm in therapy right now. My therapist was like, write down 20 things that make you happy. She was like, yep, call me tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) You know, some of those deep questions, it's like, who am I? Does this, you know, and I'm going to go back to EJ, you know, um, on my million dollar journey, I sold my car, which was almost two years ago. I still don't have a car. And I'm a multimillionaire. I still don't have a car. Mm. You, I, I almost bought a $300,000 G-Wagon because of the stuff I saw on the internet. And I sat with myself. I said, do I really even want this G-Wagon? I'm never in town. Soon as I drive off the lot, it depreciates. It's going to be in my garage. Mm. I don't own any land because I on, stay babe. in an apartment. Come on, babe. Why am I buying a G-Wagon? Because I'm, I'm conditioned to think that's what you do when you get money. Right? I sold my Toyota, now I need a luxury car. This is what I'm seeing as I'm scrolling. I, I ain't had a car for two years. I am comfortable. I don't cook. So all I'm doing is Uber and. I ain't never at the grocery store.
5: <laughs>
4: I'm never in town. One of those years was a pandemic. I wasn't doing nothing. Why would I go buy a $300,000 car for it to sit in my garage? I need to own some land. Mm. I need to invest. That's what works for me. But that's because I know myself. I know myself. And I didn't allow outside sources and social media to make me feel pressured to go do that. I Uber everywhere. EJ picked me up this morning. Mm-hmm. You should like, you want to ride? I was like, I could drive my sister car. She's got a little Ford in the back. <laughs> but you know, it's, it's, that's my, it goes with my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I don't like to drive anyway. I love getting in an Uber, sitting in the back, answering emails, sleeping, being on my phone, working in the back seat, convenience. That works for me though. I didn't allow outside sources to make me feel like I had to go buy a car. I don't even have a car.
1: Mm-hmm. What is the, first off, do you do regular Uber or Uber Black? It depends Erste. on where I'm going. Okay, because me and Ernstietta, yeah, <laughs> she'd be like, we going somewhere, I'm like, y'all don't get a regular no, Uber. No, it depends then, on where I'm going because I'm hopping to uh, the, the Uber real quick. I'm like, hey, they got a
4: piece
5: on. I'm like, yeah, come on. <laughs> 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 it's me. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's
1: me. <laughs> have you been using Mint to manage your finances? Well, if so, I have some bad news. Mint's going away. It's shutting down. But here's some good news. There's an even better alternative. It's called Monarch Money. Mint users are turning to Monarch money and they're absolutely loving it. Did you know that money issues are a leading cause of divorce? Monarch, which is the top rated personal finance app, it also has a built-in collaboration feature so that you can invite your partner at no extra cost. It's the easiest way to manage your household finances. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and much more. You can create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com forward slash social. And get this, Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint so you can keep all your tags and categories. And unlike other personal finance apps, Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to set up and to customize and to use it all together, okay? Monarch is absolutely obsessed with constantly improving a product. So they actually release updates every two weeks and allow customers to submit suggestions so you can actually vote on requested features and you'll be able to see the product roadmap. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash social. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y.com slash social for your extended 30-day free trial. Question for you. Why do you want to learn a new language? Like where would you use it and how would it come in handy? Think about this, right? Listen, you always wanted to learn a new language. Well, let me introduce you to Rosetta Stone. It is the most trusted language learning program and it's available on desktop or as an app. And it truly immerses you in the language that you really, really want to learn. Listen, I am looking to really dive deep into Rosetta Stone this year. I tried it. It's really, really fun because I always wanted to be able to reach a broader audience with my business. So we about to learn this Spanish. Espanol, baby. Listen, Rosetta Stone has been the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 different languages offered. So if you want to learn Spanish or French, Italian, German, Korean, Japanese, Dutch, Polish, 25 different languages offered. Also, um, it's fast language acquisition. So Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways. For one, there's no English translations, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. It's a very intuitive process, meaning you pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences, and it's designed for long-term retention. Also, speech recognition. The built-in true accent feature gives you feedback on your pronunciation. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's also convenient. Like I said, you can use it on desktop or app um, with audio companion and ability to download lessons offline. And it's an amazing value. You will get a lifetime membership for all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs in your life. Lifetime access all 25 languages For 50% off, Rosetta Stone is offering you a steal of a deal. Listen up, y'all. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Social Proof Podcast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com forward slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com forward slash today. Do it today.
4: Queen.
0: She's trying, bro. She's, she's trying. Me, man, Queen. <laughs> so. First of all, we've been up here like
4: 15 minutes. I only did three.
1: That's good. Thank Let's clap it up for a piece of so old I'm
4: working. So working on me. I do want to know the
1: journey of, have you always been yourself or was it a process? Like some people, I mean, some people are natural. Like mm. they are just them, mm. but some people are
4: struggling. Oh, I don't know why that question's going to make me emotional. I've always been myself. Soon, 2020, as soon as I thought I found myself and I was walking in my truth, I changed. I changed. And I tried to hold on to the girl I used to be. Mm. And that's not even who I am anymore.
5: Mm.
4: So that was a scary thing for me. When you change and you grow and you evolve and you shift and you're maturing and people around you aren't, or you're not the same person. you First of all, the person you used to be is not who God intended you to be.
5: Mm. It was just a part of you
4: to get you to where you're going. Mm. And I was scared to change. I'm like, I don't like standing on the tables at the clubs no more. I don't like going out all the time. I like I like being at home. I don't, dang, big crowds. I used to want to be the center of attention. Now big crowds kind of give me anxiety. Mm. Uh, I changed as soon as I was walking in my truth and that scared me. But once I started to accept, it's okay. You're not 21, you're 31, okay? You're going to evolve, you're going to grow. And that old B. Simone or Braylon, who you used to be is not who God intended you to be. Mm. That is a part of you to get you to this point and continue to evolve. So, yes, I've always been myself, but I feel like in different chapters and journeys and parts of life, you're going to change and find that and walk in that. Don't try to hold on to who you used to be.
1: And what do you think forced that change? Was it people? Was it circumstances? My
4: career um, took off the more popular I got, the more introverted I got. Really? Oh, yeah. Now I'm I'm I'm. Hey, you a fan or a hater? bitch? You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, you. It's, I, I'm always on edge. It 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 turned me introverted a little bit, mm. and I'm kind of getting getting back to okay, the balance of it. But the bigger I got, the quieter I got. Mm. The, I'm like, well, that's not what got me big. My personality. This is what made me. You know, I, this is what got me to this point. I had to keep this this girl up. I had to I have to be the life at a party. I have to be lit. The bigger I got, I stopped drinking so much. Mm. I'm trying to focus. I'm trying to rest. I'm trying to be healthy. The bigger I got, I didn't want to be out late. So now I'm not networking with those same people because they in the club every night. The bigger, you know, I changed the bigger I got. And it scared me because I felt like I had to do those same things because that's what got me to this point. Mm -hmm you know, but I'm just on a different chapter. I'm on a different path, I'm I'm evolving and that's okay too. So I challenge you guys to embrace the new you, don't be scared of it.
0: Uh, Someone asked me, how did what you created come about so fast? How did you get these relationships? How do you get these businesses? And they say so fast, because where I'm at right now, I started about four years ago. And I'm like, well, if you go to school for about four years, five years, six years, you can get a doctorate degree, right? You can become a doctor. You can be a very high-ranking individual if you study something for four or five, six years—master's degree, doctorate degree, already. And people were right. like, "Oh my goodness, you got a master's degree, you a doctor?" Imagine if you became a doctor on your own, but it was just on your own shit. What if you just <laughs> studied for four or five years and worked on yourself? You made yourself a doctor of yourself, just a doctor of whatever you were trying to be involved in. See, school sets a precedent of what can happen. If you study for four or five years or six years, you get a degree, you become an expert, you become a doctor, you become a master. Just take that same scenario, figure out what you want to do and who you want to become and study for four or five years. So you're talking about,
1: so you take 15 credit hours of social media.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Like in your living room. You, You take 15, Take 15 credit hours on business development. Take 15 credit hours on social media marketing, on digital advertising. Go find that training. And I'm gonna tell you, all this money you may spend in college, it's gonna be cheaper for you to invest that in yourself. Oh, you might sure. have no cap on what you can, what you can build. Yeah. I got no cap on what I can build. How much I'm is not, YouTube University? Exactly. <laughs> I've learned endless amounts of things on YouTube, Shark Tank, uh, wow. Amazon Prime. You know how fast they deliver books? <laughs> <laughs> you get the book right. the next day, bro. Right. And you get it for a discount. Amazon right. Prime, come on now. So I done put myself through my own university. And people ask me, well, how's that? It ain't gotta, it, it, it could take 10 years. It could take, it don't got to. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to. You know what I'm saying? It, it, they give you the structure in school. They tell you, you do this, 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 and this. You become this. And usually what people do is they go to school, they do this, 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 and this. And if they want, they become this. So I took that same scenario. I said, hey, if I want to become is I want to become a multi-millionaire and in any industry. First, let me figure out the industry first. And if I do this, 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 and this over time, chances are I could become a millionaire. Mm. The only thing, the only problem is there's no guarantee. See, you kind of got a guarantee in school. Like, if you do this, we're going to give you the stuff.
5: Mm.
0: There's no guarantee, and a lot of people get scared because it doesn't know I could do all of this work. I'm get still your rock. <laughs> I could still be sitting here like, yo, what's, what's up? Right. Do so I got to do this in four or five more years? I'm out of this. Right. You know, but you got to be willing to put yourself on a line and have that possibility for a million and that guarantee.
1: But how do you happens. do that, though, man? I mean, you have no idea what's at the end of this road. Like, you go down this journey four years, five years, and like you said, in school, right. they'll tell you if you do these requirements, these checks in the box, you'll have your degree. Now, you got to figure out what to do with it, but right. you'll have your degree. Right. How do you keep yourself mentally, like, sane when there's absolutely no finish
0: line that you can see? You got to celebrate your small victories, and you got to celebrate and recognize when you are making progress. And what I mean by that is uh, you begin with the end in mind, but you appreciate each step along the way. And you dive into the present moment of what you're doing right now, and if you're getting a result that is positive, you know you're on the right path. There has to be some. If you're doing, let's say you're doing the work, doing the work, doing the work, you're not going to get the big cash out. But if you're getting something small, if you're seeing something change, even within yourself, within your income, if you're seeing these small daily improvements equal long-term results. Mm -hmm. So um, with me, I started to see progressive and I work so hard. Like I, I had, I would work anything not in alignment with what I had to do, I was working, and I Mm -hmm. knew there's a law that I, I live by laws, man. Mm -hmm. These laws, you can't beat them. You reap what you sow. And I know I was sowing. Right. (laughs) But the thing about it is, you know, what happens a lot is, good things rarely come on your time. Mm. Good things come, you know, sometimes at unexpected times. You get a direct result for something bad. Let's say you shoot somebody the police, uh, see you shoot them you go going to jail you do something good like you plant a garden that garden might take three months to grow that fresh food mm-hmm. you might write a book that book might take three years to become New York Times number one seller it may you may it, it never happens on your time to go to the Super Bowl that the team has to practice day in day out day out beat everybody then they become Super Bowl champions. Mm -hmm. So you have to have that, you have to live by laws. Laws don't lie, you know what I'm saying? But you gotta be real with yourself and understand am I really doing everything I can do? Because the game's not for everybody, and if you really don't want it, and you want somebody to give you something, that's nothing wrong with that. But if you really want this, you have to trust and believe and have that shift. Like that true paradigm shift that it is possible, Mm -hmm. and the reason why I always knew it was possible to do whatever I wanted out here, because we are dealing with human beings out here. There is no astronomical force of people that have done things before me. They bleed, they, bleed, they sweat, and they breathe. If I bleed, sweat, and breathe, there's no way I'm not going to go out here and see what I can get. But in the Steve Jobs
1: movie, there's one part I remember, and it changed my life forever. So at the end of the movie, I'm talking about like, this like the last scene, okay? And I forgot which, because I think Steve Jobs had a couple movies, or whatever, but it was the last scene, He goes and he sees a computer with the two speakers on the side. Remember, it used to be a computer, a string, Uh connect types of speakers. And he said, why don't we put the speakers in the screen so you don't have to have the speakers outside of the screen? Why don't you just put them in the box? Mm. That changed my life. He saw, he just saw something. He just saw now it, it would be, nobody, now it's just commonplace. But he saw it back then. Yeah. He was thinking, bro. That's what leaders do. (laughs) For the people that's not, that don't, what about the people that don't think like that? Are they not leaders?
2: They are. But like I said, we all have, like when it comes to like influence, I say everybody has influence, but everybody don't have the same degree of influence. You don't have the same measure of influence, right? So I, I lead a lot of people. That's just my, my, my measure, my my quote unquote measure of rule. But someone else may not have as much responsibility as I have on the leadership side, but it still doesn't mean that they aren't a leader. Like my responsibility
1: Social proof family. Listen, I saw the most incredible device. It's called the Eufy Video Lock. Imagine this smart lock 2k camera and doorbell three in one triple security. But it's not just security. It's also for convenience. Imagine this. You're on the couch and your kids lose their keys. They come home, ring the doorbell, expect you to get up. You don't have to do that anymore. You can look at your kids on the phone. And then unlock the door without getting up from the couch. This is a game changer, y'all. Super easy to install. Um, Just need a Phillips head screwdriver. It's so easy. No drilling required. Keyless entry. No more fumbling keys while you're coming home with bags full of groceries. You don't have to worry about friends and family coming through that you want to let in. Losing their keys. Short-term renters. Short-term renters. If you are in Airbnb space or you have some rental property, you can let the people in virtually from your phone and get this it has ai self-learning chip embedded for the finger recognition fingerprint recognition meaning the more you use it the more accurate it becomes game changer no battery anxiety lasts up to 4 months and you'll get a low battery notification all you do is hook it up to a power bank and use your physical key if you need to but you don't have to worry about that pass code unlocking and remote control with 2k clear sight Super enhanced night vision, so it's optimized even in the evening. Secure your packages. Two way audio, so you can talk to the UPS guy. This is this is a game changer. Okay, it's no monthly fees, unlike those other brands charge monthly fees. You don't have to you don't have to worry about storage. You don't have to pay for storage. Customer service is there twenty four seven. I'm loving this product. I'm not going to lie to you. Ever have somebody ring your doorbell? You wonder who it is. You can see exactly who it is and unlock the door or keep the door locked if you want to. This is a game changer. Listen, search Eufy Video Lock. That's U-E-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com forward slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. What's up, family? Listen, a new year for many people means resolutions to save money. So stop shopping without getting anything in return. Start getting cash back on every single purchase you make with Ibotta. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. So you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns 145 bucks per year. And that could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip. Buy the flight you've been eyeing, that game you've been wanting to go to, or that fancy dinner you've been craving. Join over 50 million savers and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Listen to me, family. Right now, iBotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying iBotta by using the code socialproof when you register. Just go to the Apple Store or Google Play Store and download the free iBotta app to start earning cash back and use code socialproof. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or Apple Store and use code socialproof.
2: It's to... Check this, and this this is this is difficult. But my responsibility is this, bro: is to love the calling I have, not the one I wish
1: I had. Mm. that's tough, though, Darius. It, it is because you wish you had something, but you don't have it. In in one school of thought is, let me work on that to be better to have that thing. Yeah, it, it, kind of negating. So, for instance, Joe easily could say, "Okay, I'm, you know, he's like organizer, and he he'll come in like set all this stuff up, and you know, all that." I, it it takes me a lot longer to do that stuff than he does, but he could say, "Well, I don't want to do that. I'd rather just do what Dave does, and you know, get influencers, and you know, find you know, network, and be in that chair." What's stopping? That's, a, that's just a conflict, bro. Yeah, it but... it's seems it, tough to get over. But here's the
2: thing. Let's let's flip it, right? And let's just say you're looking at what Joe does and you're like, man, I wish I could do that. Let's say hypothetically that's that's the way that you're feeling. That's exactly how I feel right now. You do? <laughs> yeah,
1: I don't blame no, honestly, you, though. Honestly,
2: honestly. I, I don't blame you. I don't so blame you. So when I my sister got
1: sick and I'm like, I've learned so much because I didn't have like the crutch to sit on. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh, I can get in and figure this stuff out and like be in the weeds of it. I'm learning it
2: Yeah. But here's the thing. When you do the things that Joe's gifted to do, you can't fully give yourself to the things that you gifted to do. That's true. You feel me? And so when I'm talking about like loving your lane, loving the lane you have, not the lane you wish you had, I'm trying to get people to see that your lane is enough. The reason I want what you got or the reason you want what someone else has is because innately, I don't believe that I got enough. Hmm. You feel me? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, and and I'm saying with Joe running his lane, you know, so his lane may expand, but with Joe running his lane, Joe can run into everything that he's supposed to run, in, run into. He can get everything he's supposed to have. You just gotta believe that your, that you are, and your lane is enough.
1: Mm-hmm. What? How did you? What? What caused the change? First, give me like, was there something going on, or you just woke up one day, and mm-hmm. or was it a breakup? You know when, when women break up, <laughs> they cut their hair and go vegan. Yeah. You know what I mean, it's just I, y'all.
3: Yes. ain't never see that. I um, I used to cut my hair when I <laughs> was <going> <laughs> my brother. He's listen.
1: He's seen it. I'm sorry. Go.
3: Ahead. Uh, so for me, actually, the trend, the. The, I started to ask questions first. Mm-hmm. Right, What started that was going through the psychiatric ward experience. Thankfully I was And why were you in there? Uh, because I was going to commit suicide. Why? Uh, so As I was saying earlier Things compounding On top of each other So I have trauma Back from childhood You know Experiencing domestic violence My parents divorcing Not explaining anything To me Going to school Getting picked on Then becoming a bully I mean there were So many things As I said over time Compounding on itself Going through breakups In a relationship Not ever getting counseling All of these things Just came to a head When I was maybe About 23 years old Mm -hmm. And I just couldn't Take it I wrote a suicide note I was living in Atlanta At the time And I got in my car And I said I'm going to drive my car for 285 and I was just crying 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 and I got off on the exit I can't even tell you what the exit was I got off there was a Kroger there I sat in the Kroger parking lot and I cried 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 and I said you know what something just said drive to the hospital I didn't know what was going to happen I drove to the hospital told them how I was feeling Baker acted me and I was sent to Peachford Psychiatric Ward uh, here in Atlanta Give me all the things that were
1: going on specifically that drove you to that point
3: Feeling like I was alone was the biggest thing.
1: You just broke up with somebody at that point?
3: Well, me we, me and my husband, we've been together for 15 years. Mm. Um, and we had, you know, we met in 12th grade. So we've gone through so much. I've hurt him. He's hurt me. Never really understanding how to work through that. Um, not having my dad in my life. As a child, I was only able to see him six days a month. Uh, court order. Um, as I say, experiencing domestic violence. I. Constantly try to suppress that through using drugs. I've used um, marijuana, of course. Um, I used alcohol to suppress it. And eventually the suppressions wasn't working anymore.
1: But was it one particular day where it all kind of hit you and it drove it to that point? Or like did the thoughts just kind of creep in slowly? So
3: the whole reason why I moved to Atlanta was a cry out, but nobody realized it. I was like, I'm going to move to Atlanta and people are going to realize that they miss me. Well, moving to Atlanta further isolated me. I had no one. I was home by myself all the time. And then that allowed me to just sit and replay all the things that happened to me throughout life. Mm. And then, yes, one day I was like, I'm done. I'm tired of this. And it was too much. If, and I understand depression is a, a, a heavy thing because it feels like there's a looming dark cloud over you and nothing can lift it. it feels so heavy. And that day, it, the load was just too heavy. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to write a letter. I wrote a letter. I left it on my uh, dresser. And I got in my car. And thankfully, I understand now it was a part of my mission to help other people that's going through that. But that day, I really thought that was going to be my last day. Mm. I really did. I so you, really
1: you did. Drive, you drive to a hospital. And once you start talking about suicide, they take you.
3: Yeah, they took me
1: in. It was was that experience necessary for you in terms of you being there? Do you remember some points of being there that? I just remember you? feeling so
3: numb. I was very numb. Um, even they, gave when you they drugs? told me any regrets. Did they give you drugs? They didn't because I was pregnant at the time. Mm. I was pregnant at the time, and I did not have to take any drugs. They gave me like prenatal vitamins. And they gave you going to kill
1: yourself and you're pregnant.
3: Yeah, I was. And going through that stressful experience, I ended up having a miscarriage because of all the cortisol levels. They told me, you know, they didn't want to make me feel bad. Like, no, that had nothing to do with it. But knowing what I know now definitely had everything to do with it. Um, But that's what really started the vegan journey because going through that experience and being in there, thankfully I didn't have to get put on drugs. But going through that experience, I saw so many women that were on drugs and it didn't look pretty. So I said, in my mind, I was like, what is this? And that started me asking questions. So I spent four days there, um, and I came home. I I felt a little bit rehabilitated, but Mm. overall, I started to ask questions and kept asking more questions, more questions. What type of questions? Why do you look like a zombie when you're on pharmaceuticals? That Mm. was one of the questions. Um, Why isn't there adequate health care for women that are going through things? why do I feel just like a number in this system, right? In that facility, granted, they did what they could, but I didn't feel like, you know, my issues really mattered. I felt like a number, just like another patient. So I started to ask questions about that. I started to ask... what would happen if I was on pharmaceutical drugs? Would that change how I viewed the world? Would that change how I uh, communicated? Because I saw that thing, those things happen to women um, in there. And I was like, uh-uh, I don't want to be like that. So at that point, I said, okay, I know, you know, I guess I kind of got scared straight because at that moment, I knew that I didn't want to commit suicide anymore. But I still dealt with depression. I'm like, well, why didn't going there eradicate it? Yeah. What is it? And that's what led into veganism. And I didn't decide to go vegan. My husband's the one who said, we need to go
1: vegan. I read a quote, too. They said um, people spend their whole lives... Wanting to be known and then they become known and then wear dark shades to avoid being seen. It's
4: like, excuse me, and be someone I'm just with the mess and my news is real. <laughs> Please. Let me
1: ask you. So last year you had that uh issue where I think you said something about the type of man that you want, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Do you think that caused you to not want to be so out there because you're a target now?
4: I think it was numerous things. So I had my million dollar journey. If anybody followed it, it's still on YouTube. Man, that was insane. And I saw an interview, or oh, I was looking at your page today, but somebody said, um, a millionaire means you have it attainable. Not we've made a million, you know, so that was my goal at 30. I want to be a millionaire. I want to see it in my account. I've, come across the millions of course but to see it tangible those zeros that was my goal at 30 so i had 300,000 to go i did all these i did back to go doing hair and this and that we reached the goal cool it took me 30 years so i reached this goal at 30 30 years to see the million in my account it took me 30 days to be a multimillionaire mm. 30 days after that i made a million dollars in one month so within, within wow. which is great but then I had the most depressed year of my life. Soon as I became a millionaire, it was the darkest year of my life from media to losing people out of my circle to my team falling apart. So that's why if the money is the goal, you're going to get the money. Come on. If the money is the goal, you're going to get it. Whatever you put your mind to, you are going to get it. If the million dollar house is the goal, you're going to get it. But when you get there, if your mind ain't right, if your foundation ain't strong, if your, if your work, you ain't, who is your source? Let's go. If that's not right, the, the finances and, and the the materialistic goals don't matter. And I thank God for my mind. Because during that depression, I, I was sane, I was good, and I knew I was going to come out of it. But to answer your question, going back to that, the book, the nine to five comments, the lies, on it's it's Mind blowing. Anybody can put out something and the world's going to believe it. It don't matter what it is, right? So the nine to five comment, and I'll go back to that every day in my stand up show. Um, clap if you.
5: The enhanced American Express Business Gold Card is designed to take your business further. It's packed with features and benefits like flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business, 24 7 support from a business card specialist trained to help with your business needs, and so much more. The Amex Business Gold Card, now smarter and more flexible. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard.
4: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. You still work a nine to five. Clap, 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 clap. <laughs> I'm gonna tell y'all exactly my comment for those that don't know. I said I would never date a man with the nine to five at this stage of my life. I don't wanna date a guy at Foot Locker. I made a joke, right? And at my stand up show, I end my show with this now. I'm on tour with Martin Lawrence, arena of 30,000 people. I end my show with this. And, and this is how God uses purpose. God will embarrass you to use you. Watch. Mm, come on, Watch. Man. This is purpose. Listen, listen. You I was so embarrassed. Oh, they're not understanding me. They're not this They're not that. I get up on that stage. I say in the arena, clap if you heard my nine to five comment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We heard it. Clap if you have a nine to five in here and you they clap. And I said, y'all are some of the hardest working citizens in the nation. You get up, you go to work, you take the kids to school, you clocking into a job you probably don't give a damn about. You got other hopes and dreams and you work so hard. I had a nine to five less than three years ago. And then I say, clap if you would love to be there the next 50 years. Mm. The arena, I'm talking 30, gets quiet. It goes from uh, almost 100% of people to about 20%. I said, okay, if you would love to be there the next 50 years, I ain't talking to you. God bless you. Let me talk to these people that are going Mm -hmm. into this job every single day. You depressed. You got anxiety. You taking it out on yourself, your kids, your mom, your dad, because you don't want to be there. God has planted a seed in your heart. He has given you purpose. And until you find that, you lost. Find Mm -hmm. that. You want to be a doctor. You want to be a lawyer. You want to open up your own daycare center. You want to have your own boutique, but you're too scared to do it and step out on faith. So no, I'm not going to date a man who sees me living my dream every day and he's at a desk and he can't walk in his purpose. What is your purpose? What is your purpose? If you are at your nine to five and you feel like that's your purpose and you are walking in that, that is beautiful. My comment wasn't for you. My comment is for that man that is sitting there. He he want to... I'm telling you this from the bottom of my heart. I'd rather date a man that has a plan, ambition, and he's selling clothes out of his trunk and they fly as hell. I'll help you with that business because you have a vision. You have purpose. you Care about something. If your thing is microphones, tell me why microphones are cool. Talk to me. Be passionate about something. We are so lost in this cycle of working to live. We done lost passion and purpose. Mm. So, no, I'm not going to date a man that works at Foot Locker.
0: Thank you. Next question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean My lowest point, I mean, I, I, like I said in some, some of the things I've talked about, I mean, I, I, I've almost went crazy. You now I've been at a very low point. Um, I haven't had uh, anything given to me. Everything I've gotten has been through me just, just trusting and believing. Um, been down and out, been broke, no money, um, okay with living in my car, you know, that type of having a can of Pringles and the AC and just enough gas to figure it out, renting a room, uh, air mattress, sleeping on the air mattress, I it had a hole in it. And when I wake up, I would be on the floor because I didn't have enough money to get a bed, uh, not having money to get groceries. Air mattress with a hole in Man, it. Man, I slept with an <laughs> air mattress That's with a sickening. hole in it. I used to blow it up every night. And when I woke up in the morning, I would be on the floor. Hmm, that's crazy. But I did not have the money to get a new air mattress. Um, and that's I was, crazy. you know. And like, I
1: you probably got to like, try to fall asleep
0: real fast. Yeah, you know that, <laughs> that, that air coming out around 2 a.m. You better be sleeping around 2 a.m. That air gonna be coming out, you know what I'm saying? You better be sleeping around 2 a.m. <laughs> around 4 or crazy. 5, you swimming in the middle, and you, almost, you, know, you, about eight, you sleep. But I had a work ethic, man, and mm. I, I kept my mind uh, filled because the, undiv- the, unfilled, um, the unfed mind would devour itself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I kept it filled with just people that um, look like me. And that's big. And I'm not talking about uh, race, but find somebody that looks like you, maybe a little older than you, that has made, that That kept me grounded. Looking at people that looked like me, that talk like me, or maybe had some similar experiences to me, mm-hmm. I kept them always Around and whether it was YouTube, a book, or something like that, I was inspired by people that resonated with me. And just a quick hint—that's crazy. How I helped a lot of my clients. Like I was very renowned as a when I was used to personal train. I wouldn't just tell a client what I could do. I would show a client that looked like them, and I said this person did it. And that's why I got so many good great results with my clients, is I would show them themselves. If you could show somebody themselves making it that told that holds a whole lot of fuel a whole nother fuel to the fire. So when I coach different people, I say, "Hey, this person looks kind of like you doing the same thing do you they did it? Do you think you can do it mm. because that helped me so much. I was fine. I had to find people like, yo did he do it Because he he's similar to me.
1: That's heavy. Find somebody to look like you so like not not even like the color if you played sports forever and you don't have a skill and you got hurt, you need to find somebody who went through that right. and still built a business. Because right. I might not be the other person to help. Right. You might, you know what I'm saying, like speaking that particular
0: language. Even down, and I'm not, I'm not, even down to the color. Man, if you're a young black man or if you're a young white man, um, find an a, a older successful white man that has a similar story to you. If, if you're older, if you're a young black man, find an older black man that has a similar, similar story to you. I, I, I'm pretty sure that somebody watching this has a similar story to me. I've been told every single day, yo bro, the reason why I'm keeping going is because of your story. Mm. Somebody saw me and said, he looked like me. He talked like me. He from up north like me. He been in trouble like me. And now he's just giving me the inspiration to keep on going. Ooh, that's cool. So pick your gurus, pick your inspiration wisely. Don't be inspired by something that you can't resonate with on a core level because this game, this life thing, it it starts with the core. So if you can feel something or you can feel somebody in your core, watch that person. Mm. And another thing about inspiration, once you're done being inspired by a person, don't watch them anymore. Say it again, say it again, bring that back. Once you're finished being inspired by a person because it's going to happen, don't watch them anymore. Why? because it's time for you to now go ahead and write the story that you need to write. It's it, You're done reading the book. Now it's time for you to continue to put all your focus into writing your story. Because one day, that person you are inspired by, you might be collabing with them. Mm. But what about the person who's just not comfortable
1: in their gift? What so advice you, would you give? When you say not comfortable, what do you mean? So, um, let, let's say somebody is you know their skill set as a number 2 unmatched right they're just when they're in their lane when they're playing point guard they're they're passing the ball they're they're orchestrating but i want to score i don't want to be passing the ball i want to score that's what i want to do i want to go down the lane and dunk i want to shoot the three i i don't want to be the orchestrator even though that's the best i know that's my gift that's something that I can do easily. It don't, it doesn't take as much energy for me to do it as it does, you know, somebody else to do what I do. But I'm not comfortable in that. I want something else.
2: Yeah. You know, I feel like that goes back to this. I know it's my third time mentioning this, yo, bro, but I, I feel like it goes back to the panel. Mm. Because it takes a degree, bro, of emotional intelligence. Yeah. Like, I just read a statistic that said it's about that uh, EQ, emotional intelligence, contributes to like fifty eight percent of a person's success. Mmm. Oh, you got me. Like, like, so it, it's it 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 is a we we both know a lot of smart people that's not successful.
1: Yeah, hundred percent.
2: Right. So we just talked about me and like my schooling and all blah 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 blah. But. There were a lot of people that taught me stuff. They just, they had a lot of knowledge, but it didn't translate into necessarily success in their own life. Yeah. Because it's one thing to know it. It's another thing to be comfortable enough and confident enough to put into practice what you know. And like part of emotional intelligence, bro, that first quadrant is self-awareness. And I think in that self-awareness, there's gotta be some self-acceptance. Now for me, Mm, for me, this- Hold on, hold
1: on, with self-awareness- Self-acceptance. It takes a level of self-acceptance. Yeah. like So
2: it's one thing for me to know who I am. It's another thing for me to accept that. Now, I don't know. So I want to be real transparent here, right? I don't know how to help somebody with that who doesn't believe they were created. You got me? So I'm not saying that if if a person has to believe that, but I'm saying I don't know how to help people who don't believe That they were created. Because I believe that I'm a creation of a creator who is the ultimate expression of intelligence. That means that my creation is not a mistake. That it's intentional. And part of my job.
4: Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it?
1: That's a fact. And I think even at, you get to a point where maybe you have, you find yourself in this position that you wanted to get to and it's probably never going to be fulfilling anyway. You think yeah. that's what that. you want.
2: We know that. We talk we, we talk about that, bro. There never feels like there. Whenever you get to <laughs> one level, you graduate to one level, but when you get to a new level, you just graduate to the bottom of that new level. Yeah. So you go from junior high and then you go to high school. It's like, yeah, now you're at the bottom of the barrel. You go from a senior high school. You're at the top of the food chain. You go to a freshman in college. You graduate yeah. to freshman college. You're at the bottom. It's the same thing. That's a fact. You know what I mean? Like we're masterminds, people. I had a such and such such and such day, and they're like, yeah, I just had a million dollar day, right? you know?
1: right. <laughs>
2: you're like, oh, okay, right, 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 for sure. Yeah.
1: All right, so you 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 kind of um, told me about your first relationship with leadership. But take me to a little older high school, college, Darius. What was that relationship with leadership like? If
2: you oh. can remember that back that far. Yeah, that was probably more along the lines of uh, in sports. So I played basketball all the way through college, and so that would probably be the 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 one place where I'd say, yeah, I intentionally exercised leadership. Yeah. Not hell like leadership positions, right. class president, and all that. But I ain't really do a lot. Right, 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 right. right, right. (laughs) I didn't do a lot. But like on the court, Mm. when we're playing ball, it's almost like I mentioned earlier. It's one thing for somebody to bring their skill to the court. It's another thing for them to bring their heart. Yeah. When their hearts, when their skill's there, they're going to dribble, they're going to shoot or whatever. When their heart is there, they're going to play defense a little harder. They're going to jump at that ball a little quicker. They're going to give you effort that they wouldn't give you if they were just out there just Doing whatever. Yeah. And so when I think about high school and when I think about college, uh, I think about, yeah, me being intentional to say, all right, how can I help this person be the best version of themselves that they can be so that we can be the best team that we can be? You're thinking about that in high school. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I probably wasn't thinking about it using that language. Yeah. But as I reflect back on what I was doing, I wanted to win. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you're like, yo, if you're a big man, I need you to, I I like hit it hard. And you're like, okay, yeah, we have a big to- man trying to shoot threes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or, or we have big men who get mad because we were shooting threes all the time and they never got the ball. Yeah. So like, I would know that mm. it's the intuition, bro. Yeah, it's the yeah, unteachable feeling. I yeah. just feel like, okay, let's get him the ball. Give him the ball right now. Give him a couple of shots and he's going yeah, <laughs> to he sure, sure. be good. Or I know this guy right here, if he hit one, he think he hot. So he's going he gonna to keep shooting. Or this dude right here, if he missed one, he's about to put his head down and not shoot anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's like you have to know how to talk to who. And just like, it, just like it's that case, that's the case on the court. Um, it's also the case in business. Yeah. Like you can't approach everybody on the team the same way. Yeah. You got to know some people are going to need a little help recovering from mistakes. Yeah. They're going to take their mistakes too seriously. Then you got other people, they're not going to take their mistakes serious enough. Yeah. So it's that IQ that's super important that's going to help you get the most out of them individually
1: so that y'all can do the most collectively. Mm-hmm. And because it seems like from a kid, you've always just had that leadership thing inside of you. What I can
2: imagine is, I think every, I'm going to say it again. Right. Everybody does. Because if, you've got a different measure though. I think when we start saying stuff like that, it lets other people off the hook. Like if you say I'm special, it's letting you
1: off the hook. Okay. It seems like you had the desire to lead. Okay. Other people since you were a child. Or you, you had no issue with, some people shy away from that. Got I it. don't I understand. I did, a, I did a, 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 um, a corporate training and we do this like uh, this assessment and I see that his motivator, he's low on leadership in terms of like is not his ability to lead, but his desire to lead. And sure enough, I talked to the guy and he says, I just don't feel like I should be responsible for grown people doing what they're supposed to do. Meaning he just doesn't have a desire to lead. They gave him a promotion, but because, because he wanted more money, he'll take the promotion, but he doesn't want to lead the people. He's just not interested in that. So it seems like you may have had a desire. And I think there are some people that just maybe they don't have that desire to lead other people,
2: right? Yeah. And, and I would say this, I don't know if I had a desire to <clears throat> lead. Now that you put it that way, I had a desire to win. But you're comfortable leading. And so I'm willing to do whatever it takes to win. Yes. And so that would be like, you know, with, with the guy that you just mentioned, it's like, I feel like, it's like, okay, that's fine. But you got to ask yourself this, okay, is my perspective like, is that ideal or is it real? Hmm. <laughs> so ideally, we shouldn't have to tell grown people what to do. Yeah. Realistically, we have to tell grown people For sure, 100%, <laughs> what to do. 100%. So the question is like, okay, it's, it's hard trying to get them to do what they're supposed to do. And it's going to be hard if they don't do it. You got to choose your heart.
4: The more successful and older you get, the cliche stuff is just really real. I told her, be yourself. The problem isn't, I'm not getting sales. Nobody's looking at me. The problem is, you're not original. The problem isn't, oh, nobody's on my page. The problem is, you're not being yourself. You know, the problem isn't, man, nobody's buying my product. My followers aren't growing. The problem is consistency. Mm. (laughs) The problem is discipline. The problem is self-control. Like, let's get to the root of the issue. You're not consistent. Let's get to the root of the issue. You're not even being yourself. You're so focused on this other entrepreneur. You're trying to do everything she's doing. Let's get to the root of the problem. The problem isn't your following isn't growing. It's that you're not even putting out your truth. We don't even know who you are. So I think just trying to find, find the root of the problem. What is my real problem? Okay, let's be honest. Uh, I'm not consistent. Mm-hmm. I post once a month. That's not going to work, baby. I post four times a day. mm mm-hmm. So let, let's get to the root. The root is is consistency, discipline, self control, originality, truth. Let's focus on those things, and then it'll it'll flourish. I think we focus so far on the future, and people ask me this in interviews all the time: "What's your five year plan? Your ten year plan?" I think that's beautiful. When Dang, because
1: I'm gonna ask you that question. No,
4: and, I, and I'm gonna answer it right now. <laughs> Don't answer just yet. I'm asking again, but go ahead. Okay, well, I think that's beautiful that people have that financially, goals, all that. But five years ago, I didn't see myself here. Mm. 10 years ago, this was not the plan. Every time I make a plan, God shifts it a little bit. So have have these goals, have these plans. But I think we look so far ahead, 20 years, I'm gonna, well, you don't know what you're doing next month, baby. That's a fact. You don't know, focus on that focus small, you know? So it's just like driving a car. I don't need to see six miles. I need to see right in front of me. I need to see the lights in front of me. That's it. I don't need to see six miles down the road. You're going to get there, but focus on what's in front of you. So having those plans is great. And I'm still working on that with my financial advisor. I just got one. He's like, "Be you all over the place, sweetie. You know, he's getting me together, but having those, those long-term goals is great. But I personally, if this works for me. I'm this. I'm not an advice giver. So if it don't work, don't say be Simone said. <laughs> for me, I take it slow. I take it a day. Okay, what are we doing this, this quarter? What are we doing this year? What do I see? Where do I see my business at the end of the year? We have these 10, 20 year plans and you haven't even planned out your week. That's a Let alone your day. Yeah. You waking up with no intent on anything. Be intentional. What am I doing today? Be intentional.
1: Where you were talking about why people care so much about what other people think. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Why is that? Why do people care
0: what other people think? More than ever, we are in a perception-based society. Everything runs off perception. People want to have this cool, this pretty, um, but they're not willing to look uncomfortable or voice their struggle. And right now, where everything is so in a box and tap and watch. People wanna make sure that when somebody sees their box or their tap and their watch, that they're all put together. Mm. The makeup's on, that the, the, they're clean. And, and the understanding of what really separates you from other people is your unique story and you putting yourself out there and actually not caring what people think about you to a certain extent. So let's look at it this way. I'm sitting here, I'm like, man, I'm kinda hot. You
2: know what I mean? Yeah. Then I look around, I'm like, oh, it's lights. See, people want lights, but heat come with lights, bro. <laughs> they think they want the lights. So they <laughs> turn the heat off, though, dog. Just <laughs> hear me. Get right my I'm good. I'm good. I'm straight. That's a fact. Yeah, they think they want. It. It's like no heat come with these lights, man. And lights show stuff that 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 doesn't that doesn't show. It exposes things that. <sighs> and so, yeah, when we get to certain places, it, it reveals and exposes some stuff in us, man. But we we gotta, I'm gonna tell you this, you know why I deal with it the most, bro? I deal with it because my foot is in two worlds. Mm. So I'm in the spiritual space where I'm leading and serving people and also I'm in this entrepreneurial space. Mm. Now, as it relates mm. to what allows me to take care of me and my family, it is by far the entrepreneurial space. 1,000%. Mm. Really? Like, it's, it's, it's no comparison. So, like, no comparison at all. You know what I mean? So... Yet at the same time, people fall in love with the version of you they met. That's true. Not always the version of you you evolve into. So me stepping into this entrepreneurial space, they don't love that. Everybody doesn't love that all on this space. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like it's yeah. it's a people. But if part of my purpose, and it is, it's to add value to people in both spaces. I then have to make a decision. Who, I'm, who am I willing to disappoint? Mm. And I'm not willing to disappoint me anymore. Yeah. yeah. So your disappointment now is no longer my responsibility. If I'm not handling you incorrectly, I'm simply trying to evolve into the best version of myself 100%. and do what I feel I'm created to do. So you can be upset by that. And or inspired by that. And here's the issue, bro. A lot of people become offended by or jealous of what they should be learning from. <laughs> so,
1: uh, uh, <laughs> Dang. And you got to accept it. You have to know that and be okay with it. With it. You got to live with it. You know, there are some people that, you know. Yo, can, me, I, can I say one please, thing? No? One, one thing. I feel like I'm over talking. No, but, please.
2: Uh, it's one thing. This is what I learned. When I disappoint me, that's long-term. The the feeling that I have, that bad feeling, that's long-term. That regret, that's long-term. When I disappoint others, that's short-term.
1: They get over it. I get over it. Right. (laughs) Right. You know, right?
2: You're like, I feel so bad. And then two days later, you're like, like, I'm straight. You know what I mean? And so I think that's that's really important for people to recognize, too. It's like their disappointment is going to be short-term or... But when you disappoint you, that's going to be long-term.
5: The Enhanced American Express Business Gold Card is designed to take your business further. It's packed with features and benefits like flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business, 24-7 support from a business card specialist trained to help with your business needs, and so much more. The Amex Business Gold Card, now smarter and more flexible. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com businessgoldcard. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes.